Okay, so most of this legal writing was a bit of a review for me, but I realized that it's a, not a review for a lot of other people, and there were some new material for me, so I, I want to go over it. Um, what we focused on in this legal writing part was understanding rules, uh, outlining rules, and how we are going to use those outlines for our advantage when we're preparing material for clients. So what is a rule of law? A law, a rule of law comes from two places. I guess three places. I'll, I'll get into the third because the third is more tricky, I guess. It, it, it's more intertwined, let's say that. So a rule of law comes from two places. It can either come from enacted law, which is a statute, or it can come from common law. We've talked about this in the past. This is review. Uh, enacted law statutes, common law, are cases that are related. So a rule comes either from a statute or case law. But a lot of the time those rules are a little ambiguous or vague. They leave gaps. And so the courts a lot of the time find ways to fill those gaps as cases come through and consequently for the legislation occurs because of those cases. So you start with an existing law, and then you receive a case that challenges part of that law or seeks to refine it or define it a little more, and consequently you have an emergent new legal rule. So you have an existing legal rule processing a case and then an emergent legal rule based off of the decision in that case. And that emergent legal rule is now going to be seen as the existing legal rule for the next case before they decide a new emergent legal rule. And it's like this little cycle that you can follow through to find how the rule of law functions. So what is part of these rules? Well, oftentimes these rules have three parts. There's the result, which is the outcome, saying, for example... Uh, bur bur burglary is committed when dot dot dot. Well, uh, the outcome of a rule here is whether or not a person has committed burglar burglary, and so you're trying to define that result. So that's the first part. The second part is the conditions of the rule. Uh, which is either elements or factors, and then you have the structure, which is how that is set up, how those elements and factors work together, whether it's an and-or statement or uh, things like that. So what's an element and a factor? Well, an element works kind of like a checklist. It's the condition that must be met in order for the rule to take effect. So, for example, uh, say for a court to find... Uh, jurisdiction, you need to have standing this and this and this and this. So it works kind of like a checklist where to find jurisdiction, the court needs to make sure that the person is standing and needs to make sure that there isn't it, 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 that I think another element is that the case is ripe. So need to find standing, need to find that it's ripeness, and need to find that it's not moot. That's uh, like three elements for a case to find jurisdiction. Each of those have to be met. If one of those things is not met, the rule is not met. 
Factors, on the other hand, kind of work like a scale, where you balance and you weigh the factors against other factors to determine whether or not the rule is met. So, for example, let's look at a child custody instance where,、uh, to determine the custody of the child, the court must take into consideration the age of the child, the location of the parents, the location of the parents of the school. Uh, and so on, and so forth. Well, the、uh, the rule doesn't say take into consideration that the child is under fourteen, or take into consideration that the、uh, parents are living a mile away from the school. No, those are things that the court can weigh against one another to determine what makes more sense for the application of the law. So that's the difference between elements and factors. And outlining a rule allows you to organize those elements and factors in such a way to where you can present a material clearly to your client, so it makes a lot more sense. Well, to outline a rule, all you do is that you find the result. The result pretty much goes at the top. In the case of self-defense, you'd say a person is justified in self-defense if, and then you have your elements. Or factors underneath that. For self-defense, it'll be elements, and this is something that was interesting: is most criminal law follows elements instead of factors. I'm sure there are exceptions, but that's the case. So a person is justified in self-defense if he has reasonable belief that death or bodily harm is imminent, and such force to prevent is such force is necessary to prevent that imminent bodily. Death or bodily harm to either himself or others. So that's the rule of law for、uh, self-defense. You have the result, and then you have the conditions underneath that, and it's structured in such a way、uh, to、uh, make it clear for understanding, so that you can put it into context of case case quite easily. And that's what we talked about during our legal writing course. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is, if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro, and you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com/join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't. Our pre-law materials, and the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes; they're not to be used as legal advice. And with that, the fourth thing is, if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.